everyone, welcome back to Watch Once Never Again, the podcast where we watch disturbing movies so you don't have to. I'm Mary Beth. I'm Dax. And we are continuing our animation series this week with a movie that I hope does not has not made Dax as mad <laughs> as Belladon of <laughs> Sadness made him. <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> I honestly don't know if it could make you as mad, just because for, for the fact of the subject matter of this movie. But we are talking about the 1973 adult animated science fiction film, Fantastic Planet. Now say in a French accent. La Planète Sauvage. Oh, that was actually pretty decent. Thank y'all. Okay. She's a linguist. A ling- she's a linguist. Yeah. So this is the French. It's French and Czechoslovakian. And um, I have never seen this before. This was the first time watching it. So I'm excited to talk about it with you. Um, but I will read a quick synopsis for everybody uh, to get everyone caught up. Yes. All right. Fantastic Planet. In the distant future, the gargantuan blue humanoid drugs have brought human beings who are called alms as a play on the word, on the French word for man, alm. I can't speak French as, as much as my accent might tell you. I can't speak I, French for shit. I um, also feel like that's not a play on the word. It's just spelling it like differently, right? Like that's not a play. On I the thought word. so too. But what do I know? Yeah. But they brought human beings called alms from Earth to the planet Igam where they maintain a technologically and spiritually advanced society. The Trogs consider alms animals, and while they keep some as pets, others live in the wilderness and are periodically slaughtered by the Trogs to control their population. Trogs have much longer lifespans than alms, but reproduce much less. When an alm mother is teased to death by three Trog children, her orphan infant is found by Master Sin, a key Trog leader, and his daughter Tiwa, who keeps the boy as a pet and names him Tur. Tiwa loves Tur and is careful not to hurt him, but in accordance with her parents' instructions, she gives him a collar which she can pull him in any direction. She brings Tur to sessions in which she receives her education using a headset that transmits knowledge into her mind. A defect in Tur's collar allows him to receive the knowledge too. Around the time that Tiwa grows into her teens and first performs trog meditation, which allows the species to travel with their minds, she loses some interest in Tur, who has become a young man and acquired much trog knowledge. He escapes into the wilderness, stealing Tiwa's headset. There he runs into a wild female om, who cuts off his collar and introduces him to her tribe, which lives in an abandoned trog park full of strange creatures and landscapes. Tyre shows them how to use the headset to acquire trog knowledge and literacy, winning the right to do so in a duel, in the wildest duel I've ever fucking seen. The literacy they gain allows them to read a trog announcement that the park will be purged of alms, and when the purge comes, some are slaughtered by trog technology while others escape, joining forces with another tribe. They are attacked by two trog passers-by and manage to kill one of them before escaping to the abandoned trog rocket depot, much to the outrage of trog leaders. They live there for years, joined by many other alms. Due to the knowledge acquired from Ter's headset, they manage to replicate Trog technology, including two rockets. They hope to leave Yagam for this moon, the fantastic planet, and live there safe from Trogs. 
When a large-scale trog purge hits the depot and many alms are slaughtered, a group led by Terra uses the rockets to flee to the fantastic planet, where they discover large statues that trogs travel to during meditation and use to meet beings from other galaxies in a strange mating ritual that maintains their species. The alms destroy some of the statues, threatening the trog's existence. The genocide of alms is halted by Anugam, and facing a crisis, the trogs negotiate for peace. The Alms agree to leave the fantastic planet to the Trogs for their meditations and then return an artificial satellite is put into orbit around Agam and given to the Alms as a new home. This leads to an era of peaceful coexistence between the two species who now benefit from each other's ways of thinking. And that's Fantastic Planet. It sure is. It sure fucking is. So what'd you think? So while I was watching it, I was like, hmm... There's more prog rock, I see. I, I was going to say, this one had a weird number of similarities with Belladonna said. <laughs> and that was one of them. <laughs> and I, I wasn't super feeling it, but I haven't stopped thinking about it. And um, the more I think about it, the more I find things about it that I really liked. And oh. I did like the animation in this one a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um. I was going to say it felt more accessible, but I don't know if that's true. Um, the bar is pretty low for co- uh, comprehensibility. <laughs> true. Because <laughs> uh, Belladonna of Sadness is just like, the fuck? Um, this one, like, narrative, like animation-wise made more sense in terms of narrative, but the story was very just like, I think I understand what's happening, but not exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and I had some problems with the story. Not maybe not the story per se, but um, like it was just some of the like you know how when we were talking about Belladonna of Sadness, I don't remember if I said this on mic or not, but I was annoyed by the fact that the two main like characters, um, we were calling them Jean and John, they had the same name. But yeah, slightly different. That's kind of how I felt when I was watching Fantastic Planet, and um, she's like, "Well, I'm gonna name him Tear because her dad says the word terror," and I'm just like, mm, "That's not that clever. You could have done better." I did like in that part though when her dad was like, "Whatever name is no name for a." And Ohm, you must name them Fido or Trusty. Yeah. <laughs> <made> me laugh. <laughs> but it, I mean, that's just like a personal thing. That's not. I don't think that's really like a point against the movie or anything. It <laughs> just annoyed me that it's like, well, that's a little on the nose. I feel like they spent all of their energy and time making a really pretty looking movie that when it came to like writing the names, they're like, ah, fuck it. Who fucking cares? (laughs) We're going to name the men men and we're going to name the guy who we think is a nuisance. Terror short for terror. I was like, okay, that's it. That's my nickname. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. That just annoyed me. But overall, like I didn't feel as annoyed with this one and 
I think I liked it a bit more. But it it honestly was pretty difficult for me to get into. I think maybe at the last like fifteen minutes or so, I was like, okay. But up until then, I was just like, I don't really like sci-fi that much, and it, there's prog rock. That's not my favorite. <laughs> it was like, why? We're on really this on a random good, we're planet. Really doing a great time recommending movies that make you excited about the concept of animation. <laughs> we are one for three. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking way more about... I liked I liked Perfect Blue. I like this, too. I said one I for three. Say. That's Perfect Blue. Oh, oh, I thought you meant this. I I, th- I would say I actually did like this. It just, okay. It, okay. it was slow going for me, that's all. Yeah, it's not... It's not really disturbing. I know, you know, I know no. we, we're pretty, fa- we play pretty fast and loose with that word. Um, but like, you know, I think that Perfect Blue and Belladonna of Sadness have very like disturbing moments. In this movie, not really. I think it there is a disturbing movie to be seen in here, but I think it's pretty tame for what it could have been. Um, and maybe again, that speaks to the shit I watch as a person. But... <laughs> It's just very bizarre, which is, I mean, and some people find that off-putting. And I, it's, it's, it's some kind of weird combination of Disney movie with a much more artistic sensibility. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the plot is, the plot is very much like, let us all come together and like, like we're going to fight and then come together through the power of knowledge. Like someone on Letterboxd described it as very like, Dr. Seuss-like, um, which I kind of agree with, actually. Like, it does have Dr. Seuss vibes in terms of, like... In terms of... Kind of, like, the sto- what the story is and, like, the what this world looks like. It's Dr. Seuss taken to a very adult, like, 20. But still, there are, like, these vibes of... A- it's a pretty simple story. I mean, if you think about it. I say the story is confusing. It's a simple story about, like, a human trying to escape tyrannical rule of an alien. Is like, the basic plot. Um, but then, like, a lot of the details of, like, where things are in space and how things got to where they are is very confusing. But it is pretty, I mean, like, it is pretty simple. And I guess they're just, I think, like, in the more existential sense, it's disturbing in terms of, like, control and the way people are treated. And I mean, like, you know, if you really want to go into what politics are like now, it can feel, obviously, there are not giant blue aliens over us but it feels like we are being crushed by people in charge etc etc if only we could fly to our own artificial planet (laughs) to get away from it all and i was gonna say the blue aliens thing that really depends who you ask because i'm sure there are people that's true there are probably people who think that the government are blue aliens so that's a good point yeah i know someone who really thinks beyonce's a lizard person I'm sorry. Like, actually yeah. believes that? Yes. Believes it. Uh, and she's okay. a part of the Illuminati, according to them. Oh, everyone says that. I thought I just thought that was, like, stupid internet jokes. No, no. This person, specifically, is so serious. And I, <laughs> I thought they were kidding at first, but they weren't. And then I think they realized that everyone else around was like, um, what the fuck are you talking about? And they, like, 
tried to take it back a little bit, but they couldn't because we all already heard it. That is not something you declare with your whole chest, like in a group, in front of a group of people. Like, <laughs> I mean, good God. I was honestly, I was so surprised. I couldn't even believe what I was hearing. The same person also told me that JFK was going to come back from the dead or something. Um, oh. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Good for um, I guess. The fuck? Yeah. So, anywho. Um. <laughs> Sorry, still reeling from that one. Um, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, anyway, I could see what you're saying about, like, the Dr. Seuss stuff. I think that I, so I was, like, looking into this to see if world history played into the production of this film at all because I okay. got very curious when we were watching when we when I was watching it as if we're together we live in different places <laughs> but um, I was I was curious as to whether Russian invasion of Czechoslovakia played into the production at all and I'm kind of unclear on it I, I didn't really get a good a chance to really dig into that but it seems like this was in production for a pretty long time i i think about 10 years yeah it was and in that 10 years russia invaded czechoslovakia my god i can't say that word so i'm wondering i'm wondering if at all that played into like the plot of this movie but then when you really look it up, it doesn't say anything about that, really. It just says humans are supposed to treat each other well and um, treat other animals well. Like, that's all that I really can find on it. So, so I'm like, it's that surface level? Well, okay. So the the movie is based on a 1957 book called Om et Seri, which is um which is which is translated to Alms Linked Together, um which is the original title of the book. The book was from 1957, um and so again it's very similar. Um... Nope, lost the word. Um, but the book was published in 1957, and then when did you say that? Russia invaded Czechoslovakia. Can you remind me? I want to say maybe in 1963. Hold on, let me look. Okay, that cool. Up. So, I mean, like, regardless of if that invasion had happened, there was obviously still these political rumblings going on in um, in Europe, and so the book is French. So I. I can't imagine, especially because, like, you know, post-World War II, we're getting close to Vietnam War, like, these, and, you know, there, there's, you know, the the threat of the um, Soviet Union in Europe, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a kind of a story that's, like, band together against a foe, but it, there's also a happy ending, you know what I mean? Like, which I think is interesting here. There isn't like defeating a foe necessarily. Like they got they end up coexisting rather than like killing off one or the other, which 
is really interesting because it's, it's like, well, what, what does that mean? And it, does it just mean nothing? And that maybe it just is like, hey, just get to, like, this is what you can better achieve if you, prefer, like, try to understand your enemy rather than eradicate them, maybe? Um, so, but, but real quick. no, it, at the same time? I don't know. <laughs> it was uh, 1968. Oh, it's so, okay. My bad. Yeah. Um what I'm what I'm talking about and what I was thinking of was the Warsaw Pact invasion of oh, Czechoslovakia. Okay. So that happened in nineteen sixty eight, right before like just a few years before this movie came out, but it would have still been in production, so um yeah, so maybe it did have some sort of impact. Um, but I obviously not on the plot since it's based on a book, which I did not know. Yeah. Maybe it said that. Oh, it did say that. I remember in the opening credits, right? It must. I don't have. remember if it does. I just remember reading. I just read it on, on the internet. <laughs> it must have. Um. Anyway, I didn't take the ending to be like I mean yes it is kind of like peace and love you know but I, I I also took it as like reparations like they have oh. mistreated they mistreated the ohms so horribly and finally at the end yes they do learn to coexist but also they give them their own land and basically let them rule themselves Right. But do I don't know if they if the um I don't know if the aliens are giving give them the like the artificial planet or if the humans build it so they can have their own land. Hmm. I can't remember. But also, yeah. did I'm sorry if you said. Oh this. no! It's given to the Ohms as a new home. So like, they they make something for the Ohms and like give them a a place to live that is not on their planet or their meditation planet. So they are given their own place to live, and I I, I can see that. Like I I never thought about it as reparations. That's actually really fascinating, and thinking about it that way and being like, oh yeah, uh, fuck, we oppressed you for a very long time. Please, here's a here is a token of our forgiveness, I guess, or like our way to make it up to you, huh? Yeah, like, sort of like, there. so overall it would more be like, yes, peace and love, but also make it right. Yeah. Make up for what you've okay. done to people. And really that would apply to any, you know, species or um, ethnicity. Like, you could make the case that this is about, like, I don't know, black people in America or Jewish people in really anywhere and um, well, black people anywhere too honestly yeah but you know what I mean yeah uh, but I also got and I, I wonder to what extent this is true I got a lot of like um, what is it called when you value your species over another species Speciesism, right? Yeah, yes. Sure, yes. Like, to me, and 
<laughs> this could be the veggie person talking. Hey. <laughs> it was it was sort of saying to me like you can't treat animals like animals and I I'm not I know it's probably pretty much only about human beings and I'm not comparing human beings to animals um like any specific type of human to an animal I'm just saying also you could read it as how human beings on the whole treat animals yeah yeah you know yeah and I going back to is this disturbing or not it's definitely one of the tamer things that we've watched but you could make the case that it's disturbing because there are some pretty like weird moments and and beyond just being bizarre like to me it was like pretty unsettling to watch them toy with um Tara's mother before she dies. That was fucked. Yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> that was and, really fucked up. But if you think about it, that's what, what children do with bugs and stuff. Okay, that's so funny. I just pulled up a letterbox review and the review is POV. A kid is tormenting an ant, but you are the ant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. That, that's what it is. I mean, that's the movie, really. Yeah. Or like a mouse or any animal, like, you know, like people just treat animals like they're there for entertainment and they're not you know yeah and they're like oh can i keep it and then they just fucking abandon it yeah (laughs) as sia once said (laughs) as sia once said puppies are forever not just for christmas thank you amen amen Amen. (laughs) the father son and the holy sia (laughs) um yeah this definitely feels like one of those movies that's like just much more universal than like one specific event or something it just it feels very much more like universally acknowledging our own problems as a species and how our attitudes either towards other people or animals i mean there's really interesting readings about this in terms of colonialism pretty obviously as like the alms are colonialized like colonialized by the um the big boys the big blue boys and how they're take i mean like any and like you know the humans are taken from earth and brought to this planet and used as playthings slash like wildlife like reserves that they can kind of hunt when they see when they want to okay were they brought here like for that reason because I, I thought that maybe they had destroyed earth or some shit I don't, I'm not totally clear. I just thought they brought them there. I wasn't sure on the purpose. I, I kind of was just like, oh yeah, they brought humans here for some reason or another. And now this is the dynamic. Okay. They're either a pet or a wild animal. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. I know it's hard to talk about. I just I think there are so many readings of the movie, but I think again, like they're all pretty universal. Or like not universal, but um generic. Yeah, generic. 
generic, um, like, be good to people. This is what happens when you're bad to them. But I think what makes it so different is the animation style um, that is absolutely bonkers and looks like a children's book, but, like, on acid. It does. Wait, real quick, before we move on to just, like, the technical stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that even beyond the generic, like, be nice to each other, I think it's also, um, sort of questioning other facets of human life, like productivity and stuff. Like, uh-huh. the, the drugs, they, like, meditate all the time. Yeah. Which is very fascinating to me as someone who meditates, if you can believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, and I, but I think that's interesting that like they highly value that meditation and they're like, you have to focus on this and, and stuff like that. But you don't really see them like doing jobs beyond maybe government because they they keep meeting yeah and i guess it's like a town square it's kind of like a stadium like you know when you get cheap seats to like your local stadium tour and you're all the way up and then there's those giant screens and then when you're sitting there watching the giant screens when like whoever is playing is playing and you're Mm -hmm. like i could have just watched this on tv or like youtube you know, that's what it looked like. <laughs> oh, just me? It's not always just me. <laughs> Too <Wow>. specific? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that's kind of what it looked like. It was like a stadium with giant TVs in the middle, and then they're like talking, like all the government pe- like people, I guess. Well, they're aliens, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they're talking about like policy and stuff. But and when you listen to them, what they're saying, they're saying like horrible things. Yes. Basically, they're like, should we commit genocide or like, nah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should we call everybody? <laughs> like, mm, what's the thing to do? And again, it's it is creepy because you have like. They're all, like, the government people, the government figures are sitting on top of this box TV thing, and their faces are on the screen, like, these big floating heads, and then everyone is watching around them, and the sound is, like, booming through the stadium. And there is something so interesting thinking about, like, what a hierarchy looks like in this alien society, because they don't really go into it. It just looks very, like, decadent. Like, everyone's kind of, like, lives for a very long time, and goes off to this weird meditation and like fucks other people and that's kind of what it is right like they meditate and they go meet people from other other universes and like they fuck is that what they're doing yeah it's a a strange mating ritual to promise the continuation of their species aka they're fucking when they're meditating well that's how i read it at least i thought well i just thought they were trying to be like one with themselves um, oh no, I think they were literally <laughs> transporting their consciousnesses to go fuck. I just thought, you know that part where uh, Terror is like 
he stumbles upon these four aliens meditating or whatever, and they're all like shape shifting and stuff. That's uh-huh. what I thought that maybe that was Ooh. like some sort of alien orgy. Okay. Just me. I mean, I also thought they were fucking. It could be either one. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, that must be what that is, because it looks different from the other meditations. Because I thought when they were meditating all the other times, they were just gaining knowledge. It seemed Anyway, that's what it seemed like to me. They were like, it, it, to me, it seemed like the equivalent of school. Oh, you know? okay. Because to me, like, when they put on the headband, that was school. And then the meditation, I mean, I didn't know what the meditation was until the end when they were like, oh, they found out that when they're in meditation, they go to those giant statues. Like, the meditation. Now I don't was, know. The, the meditation was, like, revealed to be them going to, put, like, move their consciousnesses onto these giant statues on that fantastic planet on the moon that they had, like, the actual moon. And then there they convene with other other species. Oh, so those, what do they call them? Like, lessons? Is that what they were calling them? Something something like that. Yes. Some, yeah, That's like school, but meditation was just going to the Fantastic Planet? Yeah. Did I even fucking watch this movie? Did I? Uh, maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm so... I mean, that... Part for the course of this movie, it's like, did I actually watch that? Yeah, it's just, uh, it it was kind of confusing to get a grip on what was happening, I guess, because it's just like a bunch of, like, nonsense words, like, kind of like if you try to read A Clockwork Orange for the first time. <laughs> and you're just like... You're like, oh, I'm supposed uh, to know what these are, inherently. That, okay... Side, t- side note, I when I first read that book in high school, I had no... I like, saw the movie, and I loved the movie because I was a little edgelord. And I got the book from the library, and as I was reading it, I was like, am I an idiot? Like, I, <laughs> I had to, like... I was... I didn't know anything about the book being in a different language, like or, like, a kind of a made-up-ish language. And my confused ass, like, trying to read this at, in the summertime at the pool was hysterical <laughs> to me. Like, it was just a hysterical experience. <laughs> welly welly well my droogs <laughs> um i also love the clockwork orange i actually i i know i tried to read it i don't remember actually finishing it and that was i had to be in high school so i don't think i ever read it maybe i should do that also i have a giant clockwork orange tattoo on my calf did you know that I don't think I did. It's quite large. Incredible. It's a portrait of Malcolm McDowell as Alex, and it says real horror show like underneath. Fuck yeah. Is it like a, it like a photorealistic portrait? Yes. Whoa. Yeah, I don't think I knew you had that. Yeah. Um, it's on my calf, and I got it because one of my best friends, um, who unfortunately passed away a few years ago, his like favorite book and movie were A Clockwork Orange, and my other best friend Lauren has a really cute cartoon style like hat with the eyeliner. Oh uh, yeah, tattoo on her back, and I was like, I want one too for Sam. So I got that. I got that. 
And then I met Malcolm McDowell, and he was like, well, I suppose you're some sort of big fan, are you? Like, You sounded just like him, wow. I know. <laughs> I'm like He's in the actor. room with us. <laughs> it's called acting. Have it's you ever heard of it? acting sweaty. <laughs> <gasps> oh, oh, I'm acting. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? <laughs> it has a planet? Oh, yeah. I feel yeah, so bad. So... I feel like this movie did not have an impact on me like I thought it would. See, I it had more of an impact on me than I thought it would. Fascinating. Like, I mean, yeah, it was kind of like peace and love, whatever. Yeah, we've heard it all before. But I don't know, maybe partially because I was trying to figure out what role, you know, the Russian invasion may have had on it and, you know, the Warsaw Pact and blah, 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 all the boring stuff. Um, that was rude, but whatever. <laughs> I'm also, like, in the worst mood possible, and I watch this while well, I'm in the worst mood possible, so that probably colored my experience with it, I will say. I mean, it could have, and we're I all allowed to dislike one. I do want to watch it stoned. And, like, not to be that girl... Because I talked about this with, with Bill's Out of Sadness. But I am curious if it's a little bit easier to kind of like... I mean, because I, I was watching it in the middle of the workday. Versus if I'm stoned and watching it, like, not working. Like, do I just... Will, will I put more of myself into it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It'd be worth it, I think. Because... It's only an hour long. It's like not yeah, a long. It's, it's not a very long movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like an hour long, and I don't know. I mean, like I said, it was slow going for me, and that's for many reasons. One, I'm not super into animation, um, even though I really liked the animation in this. It's just like not the first type of movie I'm gonna go to pretty much ever. Yeah, and and then also it's. Like, <laughs> And this is really true. I don't really like sci-fi that much. And it it's so sci-fi that it was, like, off-putting to me. Okay. At first. Like, I just... I'm probably not going to pick the sci-fi movie. There are a lot that I like. But a lot of them I didn't see, you know on purpose like maybe they were on tv or like someone was like you have to fucking watch this like you know um but like i'm never i'm probably never gonna watch dune like i know that about myself that's that's so funny you say dune because i saw like i was thinking a lot about dune as i was watching this movie a little bit Um, yeah just from stuff like pictures i've seen it kind of looked like it right yeah i mean like it has it Again, it has Dune vibes. Let me look up when that book first came. So the book Dune, the book came out in 1965. So Fantastic Planet came out in 57, started production in 63. Then there's Dune in 65, and then the movie Fantastic Planet in 77. So it's very interesting to see those all so close together. Because again, like so, Dune much more complex like politically about how people treat others blah 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 but basically you have Paul Atreides our boy king who is sent into the desert and like unites with a tribe a tribe a group of people who are like thought to that are thought to be like 
bad and savages and he comes to them from like the rich kind of privileged group that he is a part of and is going to lead them into galactic victory very tldr of dune please don't come for me but there there are similar vibes in terms of like kind of that hero's journey between the two of them but i also really like sci-fi and i'm curious like what about sci-fi are like turns you off from a dax um i don't really know and even just now when you were describing that i was like you know what other movie does that nightbreed (laughs) and i like that oh my god um (laughs) (laughs) anyway um i don't know 10 out of 10 (laughs) i don't know what it is about sci-fi um i i don't know i just find it so off-putting I, and it's so weird that this is a personal thing that I only just thought of right now, so it's not fully developed. But I often equate sci-fi movies with like bro dudes, which is not true. But uh, to some extent, it's true. Like you, maybe not bro dudes as in like you know gym bros, like nerd, but, like nerd bros. Yeah, yeah, and. That's a personal hang-up, and I know that's not, like, fully true. Like I said, it's not a fully developed thing. But maybe that's part of it, where I'm just like, oh, this isn't for my scene. And also, I just think sci-fi is difficult for me to, like, understand. Like, a lot of the sci-fi movies I grew up and, like, I saw Against My Will, I just thought were kind of boring. But I don't... Oh. And, like, they probably weren't good. I, I don't remember what they were. I don't have, like, any specific answers, like, or, or um, titles or anything. It's just, like, I was just like, nah, I don't know. Like, I could be watching a horror movie instead. <laughs> that, when I was younger, that's, like, what I thought. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I never really sat down to think about it. And it's not like, you know, if... Like, I've seen some stuff, but I'm going to say something. I'm going to admit something, and I will regret it. I know this. But, like, I don't like Alien, <laughs> like, at all. Um, Because it's too... Yeah, I don't like the movie Alien. It's too sci-fi for me. I don't know why. I just thought it was... I thought it was boring. <laughs> I'm sorry. But... If we all want to take a second Mary to Beth think... Mary Beth McAndrews has left the chat and the planet. <laughs> I was just going to say, if we all want to just take a second to not be mad at me and divert our attention, um, Terry still doesn't like The Shining, so... Oh my god! <laughs> that's something that we need to think about, really. Because that's... And Terry loves Alien. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's like one of his favorite movies. I know, it's everybody's favorite movie. Um... And, like, there are things I like about it. Yeah, there are things I like about it, but it's just, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's maybe, like, (laughs) there's something about, like, machinery that I don't like looking at. Like, I I don't know. I'm thinking about it now. I'm sorry. I'm dying. (laughs) Sorry. There's something about machinery that I... Do you know? Do you know what I'm saying though? Like when you watch like sci-fi stuff, it's all like metal and machines and 
Yeah, the future. Stuff. Yeah, and I'm just you like, want uh, nature. I I do love nature. Folklore loving ass bitch. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> and and one of my other favorite um, subgenres is like disaster movies, um, and creature features. So maybe I don't know. Maybe. That's actually really interesting to think about. That They're is really completely to think about. opposite. Huh. huh. That's that Native American in me. That's what that is. <laughs> I can't believe you don't like aliens. Okay, we have to move on from that one. I'm going to definitely cut that out. Let me make a note. No! I'm not trying to be like fucking <laughs> guillotined. By our own listeners. Bully him. (laughs) I deserve it. I know. And it's not, it's nothing to do with Ripley. I like, I like Ripley. Cancel. I don't know. I really, like, literally when I think of Alien, this actually says a lot. And it's related to Fantastic Planet, I swear. When I think about Alien, I do not think about Ripley or the Alien. I think about those shots where it's like, the screens with all the numbers and stuff and it's like do you know what i'm talking oh, about interesting okay so, that's what i think of so what you're saying is you don't believe in science <laughs> that is what i'm saying and i'm here to tell all of you you don't need to get the jab <laughs> that's parody everybody that's not real dax does not feel that way <laughs> no i definitely do not feel that way um Oh my god. Yeah, so I don't know. I want to think about that more because no one's ever asked me that question, nor have I ever really given it much thought. And again, like, you know how whenever I say I don't like something, then I'm like, yeah, but I did this. Like, I said, I don't really watch animation. And then I was like, well, I do watch Daria every single night. And then I was like, I'm going to murder you with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I never really liked sci fi movies growing up, but. Um, I would always have the sci-fi channel on. What the fuck is wrong? (laughs) Because, because, um, they always, they always played the Twilight Zone and Ginger Snaps would come on all the time. And I watch that movie every time it's on. Fine. I know. I'll accept that because they have really terribly good horror movies on that channel. And Ghostbusters. But, but you know what? Baffles my mind. You as soon weirdo. as Battlestar Galactica Galactica came on, nope, I'm out. I thought you were going to you watched it. I'm going to be like, I'm going to kill you. That's like the nerdiest sci-fi shit I've ever heard. No, but I do like Doctor Who. <laughs> I'm going to fucking murder you. I deserve it. You like Doctor? I do like Doctor Who. I haven't watched it in a long time, but uh, my favorite Doctor was Christopher Eccleston. It's not like, are, do you not like space as a concept? Um. So actually, uh, <laughs> this is, maybe this is di- this is dissecting Dax's brain hour now. Like this fantastic plan has become to me trying to understand your dislike of science fiction. <laughs> I know, and I try to fight it. Like I will watch something that I think I will like, even though it's sci-fi. Like. Um, a good example of that is like Ex Machina, 
where I was okay. like, just go see it. There's, you'll probably like it. And then I did like it. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but space does really like weird me out to think about, you know how people think about the ocean and they're like, there's no end. And like, you don't know how deep it is and it's terrifying yeah. and it's infinite and stuff. Um, I don't feel that way about the ocean. That actually brings me comfort. But I do feel that way about space. Like, it hurts my brain to think I about. Can't, and I hate it. It, it. it scares the shit out of me. Space is the scariest shit on the entire planet. Which is, I, I know, a joke. Like a <laughs> paradox, whatever. But space scares the shit out of me. Yeah. But that's why I'm, like, drawn to it a little bit. And I'm yeah. very afraid oh, of aliens, I think we've talked about. What'd you say? Have we talked about that? That I'm, like, really afraid of aliens? Yes, we have talked about that before. Yeah, I, I'm pretty open about it. <laughs> yeah, you're not, yeah. Um, for instance, I cried um, as a full-grown adult when I saw the fourth kind. Okay, um, yep. So, And yeah. none of this freaked you out with the aliens? No, maybe because it's animated. And okay. they weren't that scary to me. They, well, they, they were. They reminded I mean, me of a cult. They were more like people, like fish people. I always think of them as fish people. I thought they were fish people. Like, when I would just, whenever the Criterion sale comes along, I always see that movie. And I'm like, oh, fish person. Cool. Yeah. And I keep going. <laughs> keep on going. Okay, but so next week, we are watching a movie <laughs> that I have not... Sorry, I love how um, abruptly we ended this, just oh, as yeah. abruptly as the movie ends. <laughs> Literally, when it ended, I was like, oh, that was the end. That was it. Okay. Okay. Yep. Right. I, I see I'm, I'm emanating the form. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just had to make that. Damn. No. <laughs> but yeah, so next week we are going from weird psychedelic animation of the 70s into Watership Down, a movie that I have not revisited since elementary school, and I am a little terrified to watch again, so. Mary Beth, I fucking swear to God if there's prog rock in this. (laughs) I fucking swear to God. (laughs) I will freak out. Hold on, I have to, no, I have to look it up to make sure there's prog rock. I don't think, I, I'm, I'm like 99% sure there is no prog rock in Watership Down, but you know, I've, I've been wrong before. I will freak out. Anyway, we can stop recording, we can stop recording and I can look at this later, but I don't think there's prog rock in Watership Down. Thank God. Thank God. Yes. So, thanks everyone for listening to this uh, chaotic episode of Watch Once Never Again. Um, Brought to you by Liquid Death. Liquid Death. Kill your thirst. Suffered lime flavor. It's the goddamn best. Liquid Death, best. sponsor me. Literally all I ever do is talk about your stuff and drink it on camera. So sponsor it's me. It's true. Please. It's true. Yeah, um, severed lime. The fucking best. Anyway, guys. Um... Find us on the internet. You can find um, me on Twitter at MB McAndrews. And I'm at Daxi Bobbin. And you can also uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at Wona Podcast. That's at WONA Podcast. And you can send us an email at WONA Podcast at gmail.com for 
recommendations of things to watch, um, things like that, uh, what our next series should be, because we should start planning that probably. Um, oh, oh, you cut out. Repeat that. Oh, um, so that's an email. Talk about, let us know what we should maybe watch for our next series, which we should probably start planning at some point, but who knows? Man. So uh, we will be back uh, next Thursday talking about uh, Watership Down and Murderous Bunnies. So uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. How do we do for a 10 p.m. on a Wednesday? <laughs> I mean, Rate I'm and subscribe. Great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bye. Bye.